0: I have 530 full-time employees in my blockchain development group, I have 85 scrum teams in operation. We have 32 blockchains under commercial development. That includes 9 ICOs, 10 national exchanges as of today, 2 cryptocurrencies, and a multitude of other projects. In my role, I work with a lot of leaders whose organizations are doing blockchain products. So today I'm gonna talk to you about something which is a little bit different, yet I feel very important for you to understand as you roll forward with blockchain. And that has to do with the organizational leadership piece because that's what's going
1: to mess you up.
0: It's not going to be your code. You will sort out the code. But dealing with the people is a different part of it, so we'll go ahead and we'll we'll talk about that today. So, if you've thought of an incredible way to use blockchain, and this amazing thing that you want to do with blockchain is going to totally transform the organization and maybe the world. Where do you need to start? I give you a hint? It's not with the tax. It's with the leadership. And that's, that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, transformative projects across the board require executive leadership first. And
1: so speaking about this, my perspective, my direct experience with this is in watching a lot of these projects
0: roll out. Uh, We've been developing applications uh, in our company for about ten years. We started with blockchains four years ago, smart contracts three years ago, enterprise scale, multiple chain platforms two years ago, and now we're doing industry consortiums, multi-organization industry consortiums, and it's never the scrum teams that mess this up. They may be a little bit late in releasing code, they may delay things a little bit, but uh, what slows them down is, is not the code. So I'm going to share with you today uh, a little bit of a, a piece out of our Agile Leadership incubator. We, we believe very much in growing people. And uh, by the way, if you and your startup team ever need some office space, just come to NOIDA and I'll give you a space right now. You have about 100 empty desks. Um, real offer. Anyway, so let's get into this topic. Why do transformative projects require executive leadership? rhetorical question, but many people struggle to understand it. Does it think? No. Does it act? No, not really. It's a
1: storage medium. We can build smart contracts into it to govern what can be written to it. It's tamper evident. It has a lot of other interesting characteristics. But uh, that's about it. Now, when you talk about blockchain, you see these amazing claims of what's possible. You'll hear claims of, well, we can do
0: this, we can get a cost reduction of 10 to 1 or 50 to 1 or 100 to 1. We have one project in deployment where the claim is actually getting a 147 to 1 cost reduction and a 3 order of magnitude time reduction. But let me ask you a very practical question. In order to get results like this, if we're gonna get results like this, a lot of things have to change. Hey, what what, what has to change if you're looking at, at, at getting a huge cost reduction? Come on, where is the real delay in a project? Where's the real delay, the real cost in tech? Isn't it? If you're going to get a 10 to 1 cost reduction, think about it. What <clears throat> has to change? Yeah. yeah. Look, the, the database running on that computer over there is only going to use so much electricity. So if you build a more efficient database, how much of a gain are you really going to expect to get? Where does the, the real change come from? when you lower the costs. So so what is leadership? It's where we bring things along, and a lot of executives, when you talk about leadership, they don't really differentiate between leading and managing. So let's, let's talk about this. Why do executives need to lead blockchain projects? Well, if you're gonna create a 10 to 1 reduction in cost, where is most of the change going to manifest? What has to be changeable to get a 10 to 1 cost reduction? What must be changeable to get a 10 to 1 cost reduction? Okay. In most organizations, it's the organization that's the cost. Okay, so... I'll give you an example. Uh, we were doing a, this is a, a real-world blockchain project. We were doing it with a military organization. You'll probably figure out who it is here in a moment. And we came to a point in the design process, and I said, OK, we need to look at what we're going to be doing with the smart
1: contracts, how the rules are going to work. And they said, well, why is that relevant in this case? I said, "Well, oh, because you're going to be sharing the blockchain with the Russians. And they said, we're not going to be on blockchain with the Russians.
0: Okay, um, things like that change, and those are the areas where you need executive leadership. Um, let's, let's put it another way. Overly, grossly oversimplified model, but this will get you to your mind around why you need your executives on board with it. Okay, let's take a look at a business. Today's models, we have a business. That business has a database. We have an IT staff that takes care of that database. Pretty simple. Let's look at an industry. Here we have an industry. I've got 10 companies. Each company has its own database, each company has their own staff. So we've got 10 companies, 10 databases, maybe a hundred professionals here. They're all synchronizing, reconciling, reconciling things. And we want to go from where we are now to something that looks like this. Where I've got 10 companies, a blockchain, much smaller organization that maintains that blockchain does anyone here see any meaningful change yeah now it doesn't mean that people have to become unemployed they could be simply repurposed to more meaningful work if you have an executive that sees that far down the road but in a lot of organizations when you try and go to these models people that freak out, because they look at the reduction that you're talking about doing in their headcount. I was working on one very recent project where when this issue came up, they basically panicked and threw us out. (laughs) And they're sprinkling magic blockchain on their IT department, but they're doing it by replacing a perfectly normal, healthy database with a blockchain. And their number one priority in this blockchain development is making sure that absolutely nothing changes. They just want to make sure they can say that it's running on a blockchain. This is real, I mean, it's a $20 million project we're watching this train wreck happen. Okay, other things are possible. a blockchain. I mean, the possible cost productions are real, but what do you see happening in these pictures? And why does this need to start at the top? Because you're really looking at changing the business model of the organization. And that doesn't come out of the tech shop. Changing the business model of the organization starts with executives who understand and who support what's going on. And if they don't understand and support what's going on, you're not going to get this. They also, in a lot of cases, don't have the vocabulary for these things. This is what's called a consortium. Okay, a consortium is where you get together with all of your frenemies, and you collaborate to drop everybody's costs. Now why would I choose to collaborate with all of my friendly enemies, my frenemies in an industry? Why? Because they're going to do it. And if I don't take part, then my company becomes the high cost provider. And you know where that goes. They don't know what a consortium is, they don't know how it works. So what is a consortium? A consortium is where you get a bunch of organizations together that have common interests, and you develop standardized sector-specific applications, common back-end code, a secure transaction system, and usually a multiple blockchain platform. How do I know this? We built nine of them. This is what the consortium model looks like. Okay, uh, you have a company somewhere whose job is to develop a code base, own the intellectual property, hold the digital keys, and make a platform available for the rest of the industry, and then other companies come, download that code base, run that code base, get a set of digital keys, and take part of the platform. Now, I know it sounds crazy that a bunch of companies might get together and and share code, but look back in the 80s, well, maybe you weren't here in the 80s, (laughs) uh, there was a time when everybody wrote their own file open code, and then somebody said, that doesn't make non-core functions. What you see here is a shift towards consortiums handling non-core functions. Now you may be wondering, is this real that these platforms exist? Because people look very hard for these things, but they don't find them. They're out there, okay? Right now, banks are already transacting on blockchain platforms. This is real. If you look at BankChain, they have small banks you've probably never heard of, like Deutsche Bank, Citibank, State Bank of India. (laughs) Based. what's significant is the business model not the fact that it's on a blockchain okay so bank chain is a community of banks which have gotten together and situated themselves on a shared platform which coincidentally is made of blockchains when you join the consortium you pay an annual membership fee and then you can download the code base you can run it it gives you access to
1: 18 applications which are common to all banks like know your customer know your employees secure documents domestic transfers international transfers And by the way Nothing's real until it makes it out of the internet. So I, I put the banking website on there for you, and that might not be enough, so I put the white papers on there. And I know that might not be enough.
0: So, here's the GitHub, where you can go and you can download the code and see this is completely real. Hey, okay, why is nobody talking about it? It works. Okay, customer in the United Arab Emirates has money in their checking account. They transfer from their checking account National Border State Bank of India funds forwarded to the Indian National Stock Exchange. Funds available for trading. 3.7 seconds from end to end. Cost 49 cents. Okay, dropped the time to do the transaction by 3 or 4 orders of magnitude. Dropped the cost of doing it by 2 orders of magnitude. You might be wondering where the 3rd order of magnitude goes. They kept that as profit. There's a little hint. Okay, those are some other Things I told you about, but these things are out there. They're quietly emerging into the space. So how they set that up was there's a company in India called Prime Chain. Prime Chain Private Limited. It owns the intellectual property, it owns the digital keys, it supports the consortium. Then there's the membership of the consortium. That's all the banks. And they have four committees. And they meet and do whatever its committees do. Um, and they make decisions that ultimately drive the backlog of the code that's developed for that code base. And then each bank downloads and runs that code base, it, it creates some global blockchains which are shared throughout the consortium, it creates some group shared blockchains. For example, just the banks in India share the India domestic wire transfers blockchain. And it also creates some private blockchains like secure documents which I would only keep behind my firewall. I would want to expose that blockchain even though it was encrypted. it's encrypted. It's built on good standard stuff which just keeps getting better every year. It's Hyperledger like Sawtooth, Bitcoin Core Protocol, a little bit of multi-chain. This stuff is out there. Now, in order to do this, it took executives with some vision at first. At first, there were just a couple banks. Once they started doing business and they received achieved cost drops and latency drops, atomic transactions, standardized software instead of writing your own code, then what happens is they start to go to the other people in their industry and say, you know, we love doing business with you, but the way we're doing business with you, the old way, it costs a hundred times as much as the new way that we're doing it. Would you please get with the program? So what you find with industry consortiums. There are a couple of brave executives that lead the way, but once they gain the cost advantage, everybody else jumps in for fear of being left out. So you need the leadership to understand how to get from what we have today, which is here on the left, to what we can have today, which is consortiums. And when you look at the reduction in the number of databases, change in the IT departments, and reductions in the number of people, this is why it has to start with your executives. This magnitude of change will not bubble up from your IT department. If your blockchain initiative is only in your IT department, you're going to get improvements, but they're gonna be tiny and incremental. That's a good thing, it's a good thing. But the only way that you're gonna get exponential improvements is if you have leadership who understands things have already changed. It's not coming. It's already here, and you missed it. There was this change, oh boy, I'm really dating myself. Back in the 70s, when mainframes became a thing, that invested in better paper systems. You found typewriters that automatically spit out whiteouts. For example, this is real. This is the response. Some companies had to mainframes computers was much better typewriters. By the way, it didn't work. Okay? And when you went from paper systems to using computers, you had to completely rethink how the company was going to work. And then when we went from mainframes to networked personal computers, you had to completely rethink how the organization worked. When mobile phones, personal data devices, or whatever we should presently call them, that thing in your pocket, which is faster than the Cray supercomputer in 1982, well, when mobile came out, that required a rethink. Blockchain is a much larger rethink and the word which describes this rethink is coming to understand tokenomics. Tokenomics is becoming the fabric through which businesses transact and interact with each other. You are going to see, if you look around now, dozens of consortiums springing up around the world. Building these shared platforms, building these code bases, pay for different clients around the world right now. I have over nine of them in production, and it's hundreds of millions of dollars in development money chasing this. And so this change is is if you just look at it, it's a huge change. And there are those who will see the opportunity and pursue it. And there will be those that are destroyed by it. The need for leadership is urgent. So I thought I'd give you a couple of parting comments here because a lot of people don't really differentiate or can't tell you the difference between a leader and a manager. Leaders innovate. Managers administer. Leaders tend to be original and managers tend to copy. Leaders develop, focus on people, and inspire trust. Leaders maintain focus on systems and structures, rely and control. Leadership is about that long-range perspective. The eye on the horizon, What and lie. Management tends to be much more short-range, asking how and when, and I ain't on the bottom line. Important point: leaders challenge the status quo. Managers Preserve the status quo. Leaders do the right things and managers do things right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm not totally down on management. There's a time to be a manager, there's a time to be a leader. But when it comes to defining what your organization needs to be in 18 months, this is probably the wrong time to be a manager. And it's a much better time to be a leader. The problem with these costs is that in the consortium models, we are easily achieving atomic transactions where things go from taking 11 days to taking 5 seconds, we are easily achieving cost reductions of 90 or 100 to 1 or better. And for a lot of organizations, if they don't start taking the early steps towards these models now, if their competitors come to market with these capabilities. Now, there may not be time to
1: catch up. Digital economy, things change quickly. So I'll round out with you a couple of closing comments when it comes to leadership. This is from Alexander the Great. He said, an army of sheep led by a lion is better than an army of lions led by a sheep. Look forward to what is possible with blockchain. Leadership on board first. Educate them as to what is already being achieved as well as what can be achieved. And then start moving forward on how you can begin to shift things in the business. That's kind of my thoughts and question. Sure. So my background is project Sure. So I'm very interested in knowing. And when they came out and set up this consortium, sure. how much of this process do we need with you think were involved in that process? And my second question is: I'm extremely interested. I heard you say, are they big banks? I think they've other banks. But are any U.S. banks part of that type of? Business? Sure. Uh, right Right now, okay, two, two questions. Let me take your second one first, because I actually remember that one. Um, <laughs> now we have uh, 25 of India's
0: 29 largest banks. That has tipped and we'll probably get the other four very quickly. Um, curiously, we've, we're doing this with no marketing staff. The banks are just showing up because of other people in the business and you need to do it. We have a handful of banks in the Middle East, and, we're, and Citibank here in the US is coming on board. Now, when you move to a new market, you know software isn't magic, you have to show what you've got to the regulators and demonstrate the immutability of the blockchain and a number of other things. But the good news about these platforms is it's a tech solution. Well, what I explained to them is, we're not changing how you do business. We're just changing where you store the records. So we're able to implement this without changing anything in regulatory. For example, banks are used to submitting a batch of 10 transactions. We submit a batch of what? We just submit a lot more batches and we, we reconcile by smart contract. And what was the you answered
1: my first question. Okay. What you said is you all don't come in the way you do business, which is a process, but you just the technology and so there's no change in the business process. Great. Really, very different. Right, what we do is actually we we do the same business process, we just reverse it. You see, normally in banks you write down all these transactions, then you reconcile, make sure everything's okay. What we do is we reconcile first by smart contract and if everything's okay, then we let you write to the blockchain. So 100% of the stuff in our blockchain reconciles just fine and if
0: it, if, by the way, if it doesn't reconcile by smart contract, it spits it back out to the operator, and five seconds later, you know you have a problem, and you fix it. Now, regulators are shocked by this because we provide regulator notes, and if the regulator has a question about a transaction, they click, and three seconds later, all the documentation is there on screen. That's six weeks later. So you talked about almost real-time driving. It provides a perfect platform to feed an AI because for AIs you need reliable training data. <clears throat> you know, am I seeing the wolf or am I seeing the snow behind the wolf? You remember that, that problem with AI abstraction? So it, it creates a lot of opportunity. There are other things, like all banks generate KYC data. Well, once all the entities in a consortium are using the same KYC software, the KYC data is all in the same format. So that means that if I've already done KYC on a, a customer, I can sell that data to you, customer permission, of course. And you know, I can monetize a dead asset, KYC data, and you can save money because you buy it from me for less, for less than the cost of doing it yourself. So the consortiums, on level one, they drop everybody's costs because you get consortium software for non-core functions instead of having to write your own. Then on the second level, it standardizes how the data is stored in that industry, which creates entirely
1: new levels of collaboration that can be possible and, and opens the door to AI. And that's what I'd be biggest then optimization across enterprises. Oh, cool. So what I'm also interested, very interested in, if you have a minute to talk to us about some of your back-end setup? Because you showed us what it looks like in the business, but I'm really interested in hearing about... You. Talk after I
0: jump off stage, we, we can get together and, and sit down and hang out. Hey, uh, another question I have to clear the stage here in, in just a moment. Uh, and, and please, How would blockchain talk, well, the, the the blockchain itself is is just a storage medium, and we have smart contracts which regulate, which can be what can be written to that medium. The anti money laundering then goes to what you do with that information you have in the blockchain. So that's where things like how or how you write the smart contracts, how you implement the regulation on blockchain. Well, like one of the things that people often do when they're money laundering or they're kiting, spoofing balances, is they rely on the latencies in the system. If it takes one, two, three weeks for a letter of credit to clear, you can really take advantage of that. But with us or letters of credit clear in about three seconds, it's much harder to, to,
1: to do that. Then we also have that platform which provides a very
0: fertile ground for people that build AI systems to mine through that and look for patterns of behavior.
1: So then you can be using that in seven years, right? Um a year ago I would have said yes. Today I just
0: say call State Bank of India or Deutsche Bank or, or the others that are already in the consortium and and they'll tell you about what their experience has been. Um, you know what happens with this software is initially you go to a bank and they say you say to them, Oh, we've got standardized KYC software and they say, Oh, we can't use standardized software, we're special. And they all say they're special. Then you expose them to a 50 or a 100 to one cost drop, and they decide they're not as special as they thought they were. And they then also our blockchain is exposed as an API. So if you want additional functionality, you can build it in-house on top of our APIs and use that to differentiate your brand and your user experience. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Today.